Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Social Geeks Podcast. I am Yolanda Mabusela, your host for the show. In today's show, we have a special guest. Her name is Vanessa Rath. She is a tech sourcer, a sourcing trainer, an international speaker, and a career brand specialist. We'll be discussing tips and tricks of interviews, CVs, and personal branding on social media. Well, stay tuned until the rest of the show to listen to her discussing everything interviews. I'm, I'm a very, I love having conversations, right? And okay. okay. I'm enabling opportunities for people, right? So mm-hmm. when I get um, job, job advertisements, I... Mm-hmm. I look in my network and I'm like, okay, this one needs a job. And I send, I send the advertisement to that person. And there are those okay. ones that I send job advertisement every now and then. They'll be like, they applied, but they don't get any responses, you know? And at some point okay. I'm like, okay, but what went wrong? You know, we check your CV. Um, it's somehow okay. If it's not okay, mm-hmm. we, we revamp it. But if it's okay, and I'm, I'm starting to ask myself, what, what, what went wrong? You get it? Because you yeah, can yeah, be yeah. sending yeah. CVs to companies and you don't get a feedback, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I was like, probably there's something wrong because there are a lot of them, you know, a lot of uh, students, a lot of graduates, a lot of geeks that will come to me and say, dude, I did um, online courses, but um, yeah. I don't have any experience. You know, how do I... How do I apply? You know, how do I do this? I'm like, um, I'm not a recruiter, but I can, I can, <laughs> I can try to help. I can help you. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. I think- and, I, and I think that's the key thing is it's, you know, it's, it's helping. Um, you, you know, that, that's, that's what will make you stand out with other people. It could be helping them find jobs. It could even be helping them through this coronavirus time. Is if you help people, then people are going to remember that. And I think that that's important. Yes. Um, but in most cases, you'd find that we, we don't even understand how this recruitment process, you know, is, you know. And, yeah. and if you know what, it is, it's very confusing. And I think the reason why you guys find it so confusing is that every company pretty much has their own process. Uh-huh. And I think that that's what makes it difficult because there's no like one size fits all. So that's actually quite a very, quite a difficult question for me to try and answer because, you know, you say that uh, they applied and they did something wrong and no one got back to them, but it could be for a different reason. So it could be that something was wrong with their CV. It could be that the client decided that he wanted a different, or the company decided that they wanted a different qualification. They may have changed their requirements. So it's not one thing that I could say that the students did wrong. It would be maybe trying to understand holistically what was happening, if that makes sense. All right. All right. Okay. Um, so, it, it, so first, so good start is what you mentioned was the CV. Yes. That's, that's a very good starting point with this because your CV is such an important document. Your CV is what's going to get you your foot in the door. All right. So when it comes to your CV, what would be really good was that I would think that you need to make sure it looks good, first of all, because you need to get the person's attention. You need to catch their eye. I mean, a recruiter, unfortunately, you know, the truth is that they're busy. They're only going to spend maybe 10, 15 seconds looking at your CV. And what people also do and they make a mistake is they put a cover letter on their CV. So I would recommend don't use a cover letter. Put the cover letter in the body of the email. 
All right. So if you want to apply for a job and you know that Vanessa's the recruiter who's advertised for the job, then you could send the email and say, Dear Vanessa, put what you would put in your cover letter, you know, directed at that role, tailor make it to the role and say, I'm applying for this role. Um, the reason why I feel I'm suitable is X, Y, and Z, because all of these things don't appear on your CV. So put in the body of the email what is not going to be said on your CV and then attach your CV. All right. So ideally, how long should the CV be? You know, because some would say sure. one page, two page. You know, how long should the CV be? Um, okay. So, so what I should say is that um, that's a very difficult question to answer too. But it's your level. And I know that, you know, you guys are students. You should be looking at a one page document. And almost don't make it like an, like an infographic, but make it have that like kind of feel. So I'm going to give you a tool now that you can use. There's a, it's a free tool. It's online. It's called Canva. So C-A-N-V-A.com. And what I recommend is that people go onto that platform. You open up an account. It's for free. You don't have to pay for it. And if you have a look under resumes or CV, it's, it's, it, it, it's called both on there. But resumes, I think, is, gives you more options. You can actually design your own CV. Uh, also, if you, if you go to Microsoft Word and you look under search and you search documents and you type in CV or resume with Microsoft being um, American and Americans talk more about a resume than a CV, yes. you know, then you can also go and find templates. So use what's at your disposal. You don't need to start from scratch. I mean, we must be smart about this, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So. so so those are, those are two awesome places that will help you to put together a really good CV. And then it's a lot about your content. But if you've got a good-looking CV, it's eye-catching, it's going to be open first. So, so you're saying that we shouldn't use the traditional, you know, uh, I remember when my mom used to make CVs, she, she used to write curriculum yeah. entire of, and it's a one page on its own. And the next thing, it's... It's, it's like it's a not, title page. Yes. So... You, <laughs> So you think we should use the online visual ones? <laughs> Not yeah, the don't don't stuff. don't waste time. Yeah, don't waste time with the title page, guys. Seriously, it's just it's just a waste of paper, and everyone's trying to save the environment these days. So, <laughs> All so, right. so yeah, don't don't do don't do a cover letter. Put the cover letter in the body of the email. Don't do a title page of your CV. Just go straight into it and have a one-page document. And very importantly, guys, don't send out your CV in Word format. Also. Don't send out your CV with all of your certificates and ID and everything attached. There's too many smart people out there who are going to take that fraud, you know, whatever. It, it's not worth it. So you can put on your CV. If you would like to see more documentation, please ask and I'll send it to you. All right. But okay. just sending like your, a CV with your ID, your degree attached, your matric certificate, it's too much. People can duplicate your um, identity, and then you're going to be in a world of trouble. What exactly should we should we put on the CVs? What exactly are you guys looking for? Are you looking for skills? Should we emphasize more on our skills? Um, so, so from a, from a student perspective, do you know what I like to see? Mm -hmm. I like to see anyone who's been a student and has had to work through being a student because that shows me that they're hardworking, they're ambitious, they're tenacious. So I want to see part-time jobs. So even if it was like um, volunteering at a church fete or it was um, waitressing while you were working, 
something like that, because it shows that you can do two things at once. You could study, and then you did something to probably fund your way through your studies. So for me, the biggest thing that I look for is your part-time part um, activities. So any side hustles, part-time jobs, et cetera, et cetera, because I don't know, it just shows that you've got a little bit of an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, you didn't just sit around wasting your time while you were a student, because we've yeah. all been there. We all know as a student, you have a lot of spare time. You know, you used it wisely. I have a lot of that, really, is the page on its own. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> so do, do projects, like, for example, uh, other students attend the likes of hackathons, you know, they create projects there, they put some projects on GitHub. Does that count as uh, way something on your CV? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So put links to wherever you are. Put a link to your LinkedIn profile, put a link to your GitHub, your stack, all of that. I mean, if you're more on the designer side, UI, UX, graphics, Behance is a great, you know, put a link to your Behance portfolio. Um, yeah, definitely. Make, make the recruiter's life easy for them because if they see your CV, they might go and see if you've got a portfolio on those sites. But if you tell them you've got one, then it's easier. Well, that's interesting. I think a lot of a lot of us who actually attend like your student competitions and your hackathons, we don't we do not really um, put that on our CV. I think I, I try to. Yes, you must. No, you must put that on. Mm. I'll, I'll definitely update my CV. Um, when it comes to branding yourself on social media as yeah. a techie or as a student, how important is the content that you put there? You know, um, for example, um, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook. I mean, I cannot be sending a CV to you to say I want, um, I need a, a job probably as a developer. But what I'm posting on on social media is something else, right? Or it reflects. Uh, something else. How important is branding yourself on social media as a techie? Okay, well, first of, first of all, let me answer that first question that it's exceptionally important to start branding yourself on social media because especially in this country, we have a lot of competition. So you've got to have a lot of people that are going to be finishing at the end of this year with a degree or a BTEC or whatever it may be. You want to be standing out from them. So even if you send a recruiter your CV, they're probably going to go and see if you have a LinkedIn profile. Then if you have a really good LinkedIn profile and you spend a lot of time on it and you've added things like your volunteer experience and you are posting articles and you're interacting on that platform, they're going to think, wow, this is really cool. Let's, let's use you, you as an example, Yolanda. You and I, we, we didn't know each other. You sent me a message on LinkedIn. You said, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? I want to get your opinion. I need some help for the students. If you hadn't have done that and you were too nervous, you wouldn't have stood out from the other students. Yes. And that's the kind of behavior that I'm looking for. So I'm looking for someone who's a self-starter like you are, who's not afraid to reach out to other people and who's giving back to their community. I'm telling you now, if I was hiring in my business, I would hire you because you stood out. <laughs> okay. You stood out from all the other students. And that is just so important, to be honest. And it's not about really... Um, you know, standing out on maybe the other platforms, the Facebook, the Twitters, the Instagram, but it's all about your behavior on those platforms. So stand out on LinkedIn because that's seen as the professional business platform. But make sure that your LinkedIn, your Facebook and Instagram are tidy. They're no longer your personal platforms. I can access them as a recruiter and I'm going to access them. And if I see anything on there I don't like, it's not going to count in your favor. 
And you're never going to know that. You're never going to be able to have that argument with me to say, but Vanessa, why did you look at my Twitter? I'm just not going to contact you. And these are things that we need to consider. Definitely. Um, I'm, 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 just, I'm just worried about a lot of, because a lot of people might not be getting jobs because of what they actually put on their social media platform. And they're not, Absolutely. Really, they're not really aware of what they put, like what they put on their social media platforms can actually work against them. You get it? So I'm just worried. Yeah. And if anyone who's going to be listening to this podcast I hope that they'll they'll be more aware and more um, and 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 try to actually post uh, content that will be that will be in their favor. Um, Absolutely, and you know it's it's so true, and you're right that they're never going to know. So rather just don't do it. You know, rather don't get onto Twitter. We all know about Black Twitter. I mean, it's no secret. Don't get don't get involved. Don't get stuck in there because it's going to put you in a negative light. So yes. what's more important, being able to have your own opinion on a social, social media platform or getting a job? You decide. Getting a job. <laughs> there we go. I, I would think so. Not everyone's going to agree with us. <laughs> so how, how is it important to actually um, create a CV for a specific role, not a one, one CV fit all? I almost said a one size fit all. A one CV fit all. Um, <laughs> well, to be mm -hmm. honest with you, at the moment, one CV will fit all. I wouldn't worry about that. I mean, you, you're going to, you not can't change your CV because your CV is a, is a document of truth because you put down where you work, the duties you've done. You shouldn't have to change that. What should change is your cover letter or your email. Tell people why you want that internship at that company. That should change. That should be very personalized. That should have the name of Dear Vanessa as the recruiter. But your CV shouldn't change because you should have all the as much information on there as possible. That's going to sell you the best. I think the reason why I'm saying um, not really change the entire CV, but change um, the skills, right? So, for example, if uh, for example in 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 VUT, um, when you yeah. when when you're doing an IT qualification, so you get to study business analysis, you get to study um, software development you get to study networking, you get to study information systems, right? So yeah. if you're applying for a role that, that, does, that needs a developer, but not a business analyst, you know, can't you kind of put emphasize on the skills that the job advertisement is looking for? You can do, but I don't think that anything that you've ever learned is going to stand, is, is going to be negative. So by that, I mean, if you've got a bit of business analyst skills or you've studied it, uh, I would keep it in because, you know, being a software developer, it helps if you understand what a business analyst does. You all might right. be asked to do some analysis work yourself. So I think it's going to stand you in better stead to list all of the subjects that you did. Okay. Because just highlighting software development is makes you a little bit more like one dimensional. You know, you want to try and put your best foot forward and show all of your skills. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you something. Let's say I get a job, job advertisement right now, right? And yeah. I do not meet all the requirements, right? Is it yeah. advisable for me to apply? Um, 
It depends. How, like if you match, say, anywhere from 75% and above of all of the, the requirements, I would apply. If you don't, I wouldn't waste your time. So you need to make sure that you, you match the majority of them, put it that way. It's no use applying if you've now studied IT and you're a software developer and someone is looking for a PR specialist. There's no point. You're just wasting your time and your energy. All right. So yeah. what if you had gap years on, on your, like for example, there are a lot of students that actually matriculated, then after matric probably didn't apply um, or probably maybe didn't have money to further their studies or some were even working, some were not doing anything. What do you write on your gap year? So I would definitely highlight that you that you had a gap year, to be honest, because it's never any good to it's it's not good to have gaps on your CV. So say for example you matriculated in 2020. If you spend 2021 applying to get into universities, then I would just put on my CV January to December 2021, um, spent my time applying to tertiary institutions. And then on my CV again, I would have 2022 to 2024 was studying at TUT something along those lines so that you actually just account for your time. And especially if you were working, say you spend one year working as a cashier at a shop. There's nothing right. wrong with that. That's good. It showed that you, you know, that you wanted to do some work and you were, you were busy, you know, that's, that's important. You had to support yourself. You know what the working world is like. You've got business experience. All right. Okay. Um, hope they're listening. They'll probably do that. I'll also do that. I think I have a couple of gap years on my CV and usually okay. I never, I never wrote what I was doing by that time, you know, until, yeah. I, was, until I sent a CV in a, in a certain company and the person who was actually in contact with me told me, you know what? Um, I never got to understand what you were doing between here and here. Then I explained okay. to her and she said to me, I think it's important for you to highlight what you were doing you know, during that year or during that two years, you get it. Because to me, I felt, okay, what am I going to put here? Should I write gap year or should I leave the, the space blank and continue with the years that I've been doing something with my life? You know, so... See, the thing is, is that to leave it blank, it kind of just lets people's imaginations run wild and they'll be like, I wonder what they were doing here. Oh, maybe they were in jail. Oh, you know, I wonder what they did. And, and rather just tell people, take, take away that element of um, suspicion. Tell people what you were doing. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, life happens. If you can't afford to study straight after school, then you can't afford to study. But oh. you would have done something, you yes. know. So yes. just tell people what you were doing. Mm, all right. Um, so online courses, right? They have, yes. they are those ones that have certificates, right? And they are those yeah. ones that you consume your content but they don't have certificates, right? Um, is it important for me to put online courses that do not have certificates on my CV? Yes, it's, it's always important to show any extra learning or studying that you've done. And it doesn't always matter about the certificate. I mean, I don't care if you've done a Udemy course. So say that you're a student, but you've also finished your qualification, you've got your BTEC, but you've got 10 Udemy courses around data science. That's going to make you stand out from the guy who's just got the BTEC. All right. So you definitely need to put it on your CV because it's extra learning. And what I like to see 
uh, is that if you've gone and done extra courses, online courses, whatever, it shows that you have got a desire to learn. You haven't just kind of done what the university's told you to study. You've done your own study. And that's important because those are the kind of people that I want. I don't want someone who's just going to come and join the company or not continue to develop themselves. All right. Yeah. I, I, I have to finish those online courses that I've started. You, you know, must. When you, you know when you start a course and at the end of the day, you started a course, you're halfway through, but you did not finish yeah. it. And then you start another one. So I should, <laughs> I should, I should start being uh, disciplined enough to actually finish all my online courses. Um, okay. Okay. Um, is it important to include, I think there was a uh, tweet that I read about, you know, including um, sexuality and your ID number. Is it important for us to actually include that on our, on our CVs? Is it necessary? I, I would definitely put in your ID number on your CV because also that shows that you're South African. So a lot of these learnerships and internships are only open to South Africans. Right. So rather take away that element of people thinking, are they South African or not? Just tell them. And there's nothing that tells you quite that you're South African by putting your ID number on. All right. And what are the don'ts on, on the CV? What are the things that we should not put on our CV? Um, see, at your level, it's not too, there's not too many ways that you could go wrong or what you shouldn't put on there. I find a lot of people don't put enough. Like they don't put their online courses. They don't put their part-time work. They don't put where they volunteered. So I don't think anything at your level that I've seen that I thought, oh, I wouldn't put that on your CV. Like definitely leave things off your CV, like quotes from the Bible or things like that. You know, that's, that's something that's personal to you. And if you're a Christian, um, you know, that's fine, but it doesn't need to be on your CV. You don't want to give people a reason not to want to contact you. All right. So... What I also sometimes see is that people, you know, put a picture, but it's an inappropriate picture. So, you know, if you're going to put a picture, make sure it's a professional picture on your CV. You don't even, you know, need a picture. I think those days are kind of like gone. Um, but if you are going to do one, make sure it's a decent one. So those would maybe be the two things that I would think, you know, there's definitely been too much, like, you know, the cover letter, the cover page, all of the documents, your birth certificate from your ID to whatever, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, these are all good things to remember. All right. Um, I think there's a banning question that I've always wanted to ask. And I did not even okay. uh, prepare it as part of the questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, so don't worry, I didn't, I didn't read through them either. So don't stress, <laughs> I'm just reading it. <laughs> so for, 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 like, for example, for somebody who's doing um, their three to four year degree or diploma in varsity, yes. right? Yes. Um, after completing the qualification, you'd find that they're saying there's a skill, skills development program that you have to undergo through, you know, sometimes it lasts for six months or a year, right? So they kind okay. of train you um, for, for the work that you'll be doing in the industry, right? Um, okay. Does that say that whatever that we're doing at tertiary institution is a little bit incompetent to what the industry wants? No, I wouldn't say so. I think what they're trying to do is that they're trying to uh, best uh, prepare you. So I don't think it's because you're doing anything wrong. I think that they... It's good because it's also better for you that if you've got some practical experience when you join the workforce, 
it's going to make your life a lot easier when you do get your first job. So I don't think it's because you're at a disadvantage. I think it's because they're trying to help you to better equip to better equip you when um, the time comes. All right. Um, so what are the, I think sometimes the reason why we don't, we keep on saying freely there are no jobs um, in South Africa, freely uh, maybe it's because we're doing it the wrong way. Um, there was a time whereby we were doing an assignment with my friend and she said, uh, the reason why you don't get the answer is because you don't know how to Google or you don't know how to search, you know? So how important is putting keywords when you're searching for job advertisement on, 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 in, on the internet? I, th I think it's, it's very important, but for me, it's, it's more important on your CV to use those keywords because that's kind of what my job is. So I go out there and I train recruiters to recruit better and to find candidates better. And, um, what I do is I train them to use keywords to find you. So say, for example, you're looking for a job as a data scientist and a lot of the data scientist roles need um, the coding languages like Python and R and uh, maybe Scala, whatever it may be. You can put that onto your CV because that's going to make you easier to be found. Okay. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. put on, you know, uh, put, put on as much keywords, make your CV very keyword intensive and your profiles online. So your LinkedIn profile, mention your coding languages because that's how you're going to be standing out in um, when people are searching for you and your skills. All right. So how do you negotiate a salary uh, when you're just a junior and you're just uh, fresh from a graduate, fresh from, from well, tertiary? Difficult. The answer to that is with difficulty because normally when there's an internship, there's a stipend attached to it and that's what it is. Take it or leave it. Because unfortunately at that level, companies have got so many people that they can choose from. They've really made a difficult decision. So I ran a grad program last year in January and we needed 45 people for the company I was working for and I probably had to deal with 300 applications. So if you're going to try and niggle and negotiate over the stipend that they're paying you, you might lose out. All right. So I think that you've got to be very careful when you're a student and you've got no experience when you try and now start getting smart around the salary. All right. I, yeah. Fine. So I, I wouldn't do it. I would take the opportunity, bite the bullets, you know, uh, live like a student still. We've all been there. We've all done that. My first salary I think was about 5,000 Rand a month if that. And, um, just just go go with it you know when you get a little bit older you get a bit more experience you get more qualifications then it's time for you to start negotiating salary not in your first job yeah uh, let me just put a disclaimer i was not trying to be smart i was just asking you know i was just asking <laughs> no and you know what it's a, it's a it's a very good question because too many people do this and it really is off putting all right um okay so I want to ask this. Let me see. So what, okay. um, when you're a candidate, right? How do, you, <laughs> how do you best stand out from other candidates? You know, what are the so, things so when that... You, so when you are applying, okay. Yes. Um, I would say what would make you sound as having a very good CV, so a well-written CV, an eye-catching CV, because that's the first thing people are going to see. 
So think about it. You are going to see an advert in the newspaper or online for an internship or a learnership or graduate program, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You're then going to send your CV. So first things first, what's going to stand out for me is a sensible Gmail address. Okay. okay. What's going to stand out for me is the contents of that email, how right. you've written it. Okay. And then what else is going to stand out is the next step is your CV. Okay. So those are the first things that the recruiter is going to deal with. And bearing in mind, they're going to get loads and loads of applications. So if you've got a good subject line, if you've got a well-written message to the recruiter in the body of the email, and you've got a well-written CV, you've got a very, very strong uh, chance of being called in for an interview. Mm, All right. My friend actually has this dodgy email, and I always um, told her, Hori, you know what, I think you need to change your... Your email address to a professional email address. Like, why do you want to change me? Because this is me. You know, if they don't want me for who I am, then they should just uh, leave me alone. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot. You know of what? People, it's true, hey. Mm-hmm. You're very true because what what's more important to you, having some funny email address or getting a job? You decide. Getting it's simple as that. <laughs> exactly. Getting a job, but I, I I wouldn't think that me having uh, that kind of email would actually put me at, at, at a disadvantage. But it, but it does. I mean, this is, this is what things that people look at. But remember, it's going to be a combination of all three. Hey? So if you've got good email address, good subject line, good body of your email, personalized message, you've told me why you want to work for my company, and you've got a great CV, how can I say no? No, you, you can't say no. Exactly. So you're going to be added to the shortlist. Okay. Um, another thing, another thing is, so I've, I've read about this um, application, is it tracking system that you guys are using? Yes. Um, so, a, a, well, ATS applicant tracking system or CRM system, whatever. Yes. So, um, so a lot of people would say, I applied for a job and I, I don't even make it to the interview, right? So okay. what is the application? I think, are you, are you, are you manually um, setting it to, to pick up keywords from, from the applications or the CVs? Um, some do. So that, that's a lot of using like AI or artificial intelligence. So what, what people have developed now is software where it kind of you feed the job description in. And then you feed a whole lot of CVs in and what it does is called passing. It passes the CVs and then it will rate them in the best match. And that is where your keywords is important. So what you should be doing is looking at the job description and make sure that the keywords in the job description are actually in your CV. Oh, okay. Because it's just, it's just a matching game. So, so all it's trying to do is to match both of those things together. Oh, so, okay. So now it makes sense. So people, yes, yeah. some people don't get to the interviews because they don't have the correct keywords in yeah. their CVs. Yeah. For, the, yeah, for that specific job. Okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Makes, it makes sense. So that's something that I suppose that you could, uh, um, you could influence, you know, by changing your, your keywords and your CV by looking at the role description. Or even if you don't have a role description, look at the advert. The advert's going to give away the um, keywords. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. So now you agree with me that when you get a job, it's not a one CV fits all. 
It is, but to be, to be honest with you, I wouldn't remove the CVs. I mean, the keywords from my CV. Right. So if I've put the key C words, uh, this keywords into my CV for one role, and then I check and I want to apply for another role, I would add in keywords. Oh, okay. As opposed to taking them away. All yeah. Right. All right. <laughs> okay, now it makes sense. So yeah. How can candidates deal with the unfortunate emails? You know, I always say, you know, every time when I read an unfortunate email. I, at first I used to cry, but now I laugh. <laughs> how do we, how okay. can we best deal with the unfortunate emails? Because a lot of candidates are applying for jobs and, and you kind of wait for a feedback, right? From the yeah. 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 right? And yeah. some feedbacks, according to some feedbacks, uh, I think they're, they're spams. I don't want to say they're spams, but I feel like, the it's it's a it's one feedback to everyone it's not a personalized feedback to each yeah, and and that's that's no you're right you're right and it and it's not good but due to the sheer volumes i mean you can sometimes have a learnership where you can get thousands of responses yeah. thousands upon thousands upon thousands it's very time consuming to go back to everyone i'm not mm -hmm. saying that it's right but it is very time consuming the worst for me is when you don't hear back and i know that that's a gripe of a lot of um students Mm -hmm. because you know that's just rude you've taken the time you've applied for the job um etc etc and then no one takes the time to get back to you yes. and that's that's not right uh, i found that very very frustrating mm -hmm. um however um you've got to persevere so if you've applied for somewhere you've sent your cv you've got the email address how many of you will then send a, a follow-up email address an email to that person so uh -huh. give it a day or two send mm -hmm. a follow-up all right. You could always phone the company if you know the name of the recruiter. Even better, you could do what you did. You find the recruiter on LinkedIn. You send them a message and you say, Hi, my name's so-and-so and I'm going to introduce myself to you. I have sent an application for your learnership via your career portal. Please, can you let me know how my application is going? And things like that go such a long way. All right. Okay. Something to consider. When, yeah, yeah, because then you, you, you're thinking out of the box and you're going to stand out. Wow. That's, that's something I never thought of it in, in that way. Yeah. Actually, that I can actually contact I don't think, a recruiter. Yeah. You, what, you contacted me. Oh, wow. What's to stop you from contacting other recruiters? And I'm not even a recruiter anymore. I'm a trainer. I'm more of a trainer and a, a sourcer. So, yeah. so you can definitely contact a, a recruiter, to be honest with you. And I think that, you know, you don't want to stalk them. You don't want to get their, like, personal yes. cell phone number and yes. start WhatsApping yes. them and stuff like that. Be professional. Yes. But to ask them on LinkedIn is fine, you know? All right. Um, it's, it's something to consider. And I think a lot of people should actually do it. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, they shouldn't. People should be linking... People should be linking up with recruiters on LinkedIn anyway and saying, this is it. I'm in my final year of my study. I'm going to be looking for a job next year. Does your company have any learnerships or internships? All right. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. They'll definitely do that. Um, but okay. Let's say I apply for two or three um, internships or learnerships and yeah. I get positive feedback to say I'm accepted. Um, or a job, you know, or a job, you know, not, not yeah. even a leadership or a job. How mm. do you, how do you yeah. now decline an offer? You know, what's, what, how do you, how do you decline I, it? I always think that like, uh, honesty is the best policy. 
So be honest. Say, you know, and I've had this when I've been recruiting for um, jobs and learnerships and, and those kind of things. And we, we know that talent is always going to be interviewing elsewhere. So I've always appreciated the honest answer of, you know, um, thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. However, I have found a role that I feel is more suitable to my career path or it's closer to home. It's going to be easier to get to um, or it's, it's more in line with my career aspirations. Um, however, keep in touch and you never know what the future holds. Something mm -hmm. like that would be good. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So just um, be honest, you know, you're not, don't try and hide. Don't just be, you never know. You might end up working at that company again. So don't just go quiet on them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's a bad thing to also, you as a candidate, they've picked you. You're one of the best um, uh, candidates that they've chosen. And the next thing you just yeah. quiet on them and you're not telling them that you, you're actually thankful for the fact that they chose you. But however, you, 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 you hmm. won't be accepting the offer you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now that it's, um, COVID-19, the pandemic, the pandemic or the epidemic, you know, people call it in different things. <laughs> <laughs> how can, yeah. how can people best, um, look for jobs, you know? Cause now I think a lot of people are actually looking for jobs. are still looking for jobs during this time. Um, how can yeah. we best look for jobs, you know, online on the net? And again, how can they best prepare for the interviews? You know, uh, minding that now it's so, like the likes of the video interviews and so forth. Hmm. So for me, it's actually, it's actually a good opportunity. And the reason for that is that everyone's sitting at home. So even now, like I've, I've spent the morning training recruiters for four hours this morning and everyone is sitting at home and everyone is more active on the platforms like LinkedIn. So two things I want to say here is I want to show, um, introduce you guys to a talk that happens every Monday afternoon on Twitter at four o'clock and it's called job advice SA hashtag job advice SA. And pretty much I started this about six years ago with a couple of friends of mine in the recruitment industry. And, um, I'm not involved anymore because I'm often training at four o'clock on a Monday afternoon these days. Um, but it is still run by one of the members and, get onto that because they've actually doing a lot of chats at the moment on Monday, all about trying to find jobs during the pandemic. Okay. All so right. that would be your first thing. But while you've got this time and everyone's sitting at home, you're finding that more people are working on their LinkedIn profiles. They've got more time to talk to you. So this is a brilliant time to start adding uh, recruiters to your LinkedIn network. Make sure your profile looks awesome first. So you don't want to go and start adding people when your profile isn't finished. It's incomplete. It hasn't got your courses on. So work on your LinkedIn profile, then start connecting with recruiters and um, just start putting the word out there. You know, use this time to work on your CV. Video interviews are great. Um, you don't have to pay for travel. You, you just need to have a good internet connection. You can pretty much do it on your smartphone. So what I would recommend is that it's really no different from an interview in person. Expect it to go quicker. Okay. A, a video interview is quicker than an in-person interview and kind of just be yourself. You know, don't, don't get distracted because you can see yourself when you're doing the interview. I um, do. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't try and look at yourself. Try and look at them, make eye contact with them, even though you're on video. And um, it's no different to doing a normal interview in all honesty. 
So even though it's not ideal, I mean, I must admit, I'm not too excited about having another weekend in lockdown, but use the time wisely because that's going to be, um, you might not have this opportunity again. All right. Yes, definitely. Um, so with video interviews, I once filled an interview. Oh, this is a personal story. Um, I once filled, because <laughs> we were, okay, so I applied. After applying, they had this, um, pre-recorded questions on higher view that's the application okay. I wonder if you know it so yes you have heard of it so so when I when I was so I got I think I got stressed out because I read the reviews about the application about the app on itself you know to say they're gonna judge me um, according to the voice my voice how I speak they're going to judge me according to my eyes, you know. And apart from that, even the company might not even see um, my video because already the algorithm or the application can actually um, reject me on its own, you know. So how important yeah. is, is, is preparing yourself for pre-recorded, you know, interviews? Because they are there, you know. It's, it's not like a recruiter is sitting on his or her computer and you're sitting on your own computer or phone and you're doing an interview those are pre-recorded you know interviews you know how can we I, th I think that's yeah i think that that's i know that you can't stop them so i know that when you kind of like launch into that interview process and it's on video um you can't really stop it or pause it or something like that sometimes yes. you can sometimes you can't so I think that it's, it's just the same. You need to make sure that you just kind of prepared for it. You know, so, so something along the lines of, um, you know, you kind of, if you do enough of these, you can preempt the questions. So try and think of the questions and make sure that when you do it, you're not in a rush. So you don't want to be doing this like after a long day, you're tired, you're irritable. Like wake up, have a long walk, clear your mind, get ready for it, come back and do the interview online. I think it's also a lot to do with your environment and how you are feeling. So you don't want to do it if you're feeling anxious or panicked or you're a bit out of sorts. So give yourself that advantage to begin with. And then they're always going to ask you pretty much similar questions in all of your interviews on any platform when you're a student. What they're pretty much looking for is they're looking for how well you communicate and They'll be asked for examples of when you had to show like resilience when you were a student or when you had to be tenacious or when you stood up and you took a leadership role. So have all of those stories ready. You know, like you've just told me your story about your online video. Have yes. those stories ready. So you just kind of have to repeat them and relate them to what the question is asked. So when you give your answers, always think of real life examples and then include those in your answers. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely do that because I was very hurt. I was, to be honest, I was very hurt. <laughs> it's not easy. It's <laughs> not I, easy. I applied. At least I made it to the interview. I, I just got rejected because of video, because of a pre-recorded video interview. So yeah. I was very hurt. Um, so yeah, so we ran that Ask a Social Geek um, uh, tweet on, on online. Apart from that, I did um, I did post it on the LinkedIn and stuff like that. And I, I think it's about time we actually um, answer the questions that the geeks were actually asking. So okay. there's, there's a girl called um, Wendy Magwaza. She asked that, how can, you, how can one ensure that their CV gets the opportunity to be viewed? Because even if you meet all the requirements, 
you've included all the relevant keywords, applications are still discarded. So, so basically is that this goes back to your standing out and, and I understand what you're saying. Um, your CV will get discarded, but remember you're not going to be a hundred percent fit for every single role. So you've got to apply for lots of roles because you've got to like kind of hedge your bets. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket, et cetera, et cetera. So don't get disheartened. It's hard. I know it's hard. As a graduate, it's very difficult. You, you don't want to, you know, just give up or after one rejection. Like imagine you'd given up after that one interview that you had done. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, you've got to keep trying. So your CV is going to be discarded, but there is going to be that one where it sticks and you are going to be successful. So basically I think is that if you are, um, if you are doing your best by putting a good CV together, you, that's first of all going to make you stand out. So just kind of follow all of the tips that I've given in your podcast. And then you know that you've done everything to the best of your ability. If you're still not successful, it's pretty much not your fault. Stop beating yourself up. It's just oh. the way that it goes. All right. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. Because after that interview, I think after that interview, I told myself, I don't want to look for a job anymore, even if it's a part-time job or it's something that I can do online. I was like, I'm going to wait until I'm ready. I think it was more about, because it kind of dropped down myself, my confidence, you know, to say, Okay, I thought yeah. I was ready, and then now I got, you know, I got rejected by pre-recorded video. So, uh, yeah, what? but also you don't know why you were rejected. You know, maybe you just answered one question slightly differently, or slightly incorrectly, or there was just other people who were better than you. You, you've kind of just got to pick yourself up and keep trying. All right. So another mm. another another person asked. Uh, his name is Sabangutawu. Why do we have to take at least three IKM and still have an interview afterwards? Um, considering you're still job hunting and running low on cash to buy data whenever you get those tests. I don't even Sorry, know. So what, what, what were the tests, the, the RKM? So I think that those are um, technical assessments. I think that, that a lot of companies will ask people to do a technical assessment. And I think because an interview and a technical assessment are two different things. All right. So in the interview, they're going to be testing you on how your culture fits, you know, how you're going to fit into the organization, how well you communicate. But nowhere there is someone normally going to test your technical ability. So that you might then need to do the technical assessment to show that you can code in Java or you can code in C Sharp, whatever it is they're looking for. So for me, it kind of makes sense. And I know data is a problem, but try and get somewhere where you know you're going to get free data. Megan Bean, coffee shop you know varsity yeah. try and, and get to those kind of places and there's, a, and there's a lot of data on campus hey exactly exactly get back to the campus to do your interviews some of some of the questions that they've asked them i think we've kind of covered them in in the whole episode okay. or the whole show um but your last advice you know to people who are still looking for jobs out there to to students who are still at varsity or college that yeah. will, that will that will be looking for for jobs. So what what's your last advice? Considering your your experience, you know, your past experience in in recruitment <laughs> <laughs> and and sourcing talent. So basically, what I would say is that it's never too late to start building an online presence. So so what I would say is that um, 
start focusing on that because that is what's going to make you stand out. Your CV is going to make you stand out, but when that recruiter takes your name off your CV, puts it onto a Google search or onto LinkedIn, you want to be standing out from all the other students. So probably what I would say is that as soon as you can, start building your online brand, get a GitHub profile, get onto Stack Overflow, um, just start being active, start doing things like you are doing, start a podcast, start helping people, get into a leadership role, you know, get onto some committee on the student body, do things that other people aren't doing, because that's what people are looking for these days. That's, that's wonderful. I feel like I'm doing a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, you I'm are. probably in the very right well. direction. <laughs> I'm probably in the you right are. direction. Um, but thank you very much for, for your time and for answering all the questions that I had. I think I had a lot of questions. I think I bombarded you with a lot of questions. But you did. You, you made me think a lot for a Friday <laughs> afternoon after a busy week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I had to. But it's good. Those are, the, those are the questions like, that we, we need. I think we need answers, you know, and for us to kind of get somebody who's willing to answer our questions, we're very much grateful for that, you know. Um, no, it's, 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 it's absolute pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. Go to our social media platforms at socialgeekza and tell us your thoughts about today's show.